You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is uh, Charles Rodas, your host for everything apostolic. Hallelujah. So good to be with you uh, again this evening, maybe morning for you, whatever it is. But I've got uh, some great information here for you. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about three important points for the altar worker. Three important, three vital points for the altar worker. People are praying in our altars. They're seeking for the Holy Ghost. They, they are trying to get through to God. They're trying to get victory. They're trying to repent. Many times, you know, they don't re really know what they're doing, how to do. But I've got three points here that's going to help you as an altar worker, if you are one of those altar workers, altar counselors, you love to pray with people on the altar and help get them through to the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. Well, this is for you today. Praise God. And I speak out of four decades plus in helping people uh, pray through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, your first, ah, before I give you that first point, let, let me make, let me make a, 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 give you an important fact here. This is a piece of information. Listen, most of the time, the problem is not with a seeker. <laughs> that seeker may be in the uh, altar praying Sunday after Sunday, midweek after midweek, month after month some cases year after year, unfortunately. But the problem in most cases is not with that seeker. It's not with that person, person in the altar. In most cases, the problem is with the altar worker. Many times we just don't know what to do. We don't know how to do. We don't know what to say. We don't know how to approach this seeker, and sometimes we're giving wrong advice. You, you've got John on the left saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've got Bill on the right saying, turn loose, turn loose, turn loose. And then you've got Granny June right in front of this seeker, you know, tapping on the bottom of his chin, you know, talking in tongues. You know, we don't need anybody doing these things. You know, some of these things can be just hindrances. You know, there's got to be meaning in what we do. So, again, most of the issue in altar work is not the seeker. It's you and I. It's us. Sometimes we just are making mistakes. Listen, though I've been doing this over 40 years, sometimes I still make mistakes. I don't think anybody is going to be completely perfect. Those that act like they're there, well, I really don't think they're there, you know, and you can become very proficient, if I can say it that way, you can become very 
good and sensitive in altar work. And it's a beautiful thing because there's a gift. And this gift is called the gift of faith. And because you have the gift of faith doesn't mean you know all about it. There's always growing uh, in your gift. There's always room to grow in, in what we're doing for God and in this wonderful ministry, uh, as we call it, altar working. Some call it altar counseling or being an altar counselor. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's exciting. Now, as I'm recording this broadcast, it's late Saturday evening. And of course, tomorrow Sunday. And boy, and I look forward to helping people. <laughs> Again, I, I look forward to, to being in that altar with people. You're not going to see me even standing in the back of the church. Some were talking to people. You know, just, you know, talking about this and that while people are in the altar. I don't want to hinder anybody. Those things hinder people. If you, let me just say this. If you, if you know, if, if you feel like you've got a burden to help people and you really want to help people get through, don't stand around and talk in the altar. You know, talking to some other brother, some other sister about, you know, whatever. No, we're we're there. This is a very serious time, a very sensitive time that everything that goes on with people in an altar area can be felt by those praying. Yes, it can. Faith is felt and doubt also is felt. Okay, so let me give you three important points for the altar worker. Number one is a prayer life. Brother, sister, altar worker, as you are, listen, you've got to have a prayer life. It's not about you getting to church and seekers are up there and you get up there stomping your feet and you're patting them on the back and you're giving them a massage. And I've seen people doing women's hair and trying to fix it and wiping people's nose and all kinds of things that may not be necessary. This is not really altar work. But we've got to have a prayer life at home. You've got to have, this is number one, you've got to have a prayer life at home. Because, listen, the more, let me give you this key point here. If you pray at home every day and seek God, try to get in the Spirit, try to be praying where you're talking in tongues and you're feeling after God in your own prayer time. Listen, when you're doing that, you are learning God Okay, why? Because the Spirit is flowing through you. You become more sensitive to God because of your prayer life. Now, if your prayer life consists of praying on your way to work or just praying at the dinner table or praying while you're at church, you're not sensitive to God. And I don't mean to be ugly, but you're not. You're, you're not. You're carnal. And, and, and uh, listen, we've got to have a spiritual mind. We've got to, and that only comes by prayer. I've got to have a prayer life. You've got to have a prayer life if you're going to do things for God. Now, if you can do things for God without prayer, hmm, I think you're doing things without God. Because God moves by prayer. And your personal prayer life, when you walk into a needed situation, you're going to be sensitive to that person's needs because you've been praying, all right? It's vital to have a prayer life. And I know sometimes things happen and you're at the hospital every day visiting a family member, a serious situation, and 
you're forced to work overtime and you haven't prayed much in a few days. You know what? You need to kind of make up for that. You really need to seek God and those things happen and I understand. But we can't live the life that prayer is on the back burner. Prayer cannot be on the back burner. Prayer is not an option. Prayer cannot be your spare tire. Like Corey Ten Boom said, prayer needs to be your steering wheel. I believe that. Prayer needs to be the steering wheel of your life. So, brother, sister, I encourage you, if you don't have a good, strong prayer life, get that prayer life. All right, that's number one of three important points of the altar worker. I can go on and on and on with that. And there will be podcasts that I will teach on prayer. In my ministry, I have done a lot. And if you're interested in hearing more about that, later after this podcast, you can go to YouTube. Find my YouTube channel under my name, Charles A. Rodis, and you will find dozens of teachings and preachings on fasting and prayer. Amen. So, that's that if you're interested there. Number two, the second important point for the altar worker is you've got to have faith. There's people that pray every day and they've got a good consecrated life it seems and that's what I'm talking about number one number two but you got to have faith you got to have faith in what you've got to have faith in God that when you step in front of that altar worker don't stand behind the altar worker and put your hand on the back of their head you know there may be times for that but generally speaking in most cases you need to get in front of that altar worker with a boldness and I don't push people. Somebody's praying with somebody, you wait your turn or you could support that situation. But if someone's giving instructions in, in the left ear of the seeker, be sensitive to that. Don't get in their right ear and give them instructions. You can't listen to two voices at once. And that's going to confuse the seeker. So one person giving instructions at a time, if that's needed, all right? But while you're there and you're in front of that seeker, you've got to believe that what you're doing is going to get them through, that you're getting ready to pray that person through to the Holy Ghost. You may need, if you don't know who that person is, uh, you may need to ask them quietly in their ear. I could just whisper sometimes and I'll say, have you ever received the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues? It's important to say it that way because if you don't know who they are, you could just say, have you received the Holy Ghost? And they may say yes, and they don't know about the tongues part. They may not understand what we understand, that tongues is the evidence and it's the initial sign of receiving the Holy Ghost. So I would say to that person, if I don't know them, and this is sometimes I'll make a mistake and I'll fail to ask and I'll be praying with someone and then I'll find out afterwards they've already had the Holy Ghost. But if you don't know them, it's all right to whisper in their ear, have you received the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues? And you know they'll just usually just nod their head yes or no. You know, and if they've nodded nodding their head yes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray with them for a little bit and bless them with my prayer and help them get their breakthrough. Um, but my goal is to find a seeker that's never prayed through. Now, I'm not going to just leave that person that needs that they may need a breakthrough. Listen, I've, we've prayed for a lot of people that had received the Holy Ghost years ago. 
and they hadn't spoken tongues again. It's get them through, get them through, pray them through. All right. And then go on to someone else that you could find that either needs another breakthrough like that or has never received the Holy Ghost. But whatever the case, you've got to impart faith. Uh, Faith is like a radio signal. Also, doubt is like a radio signal. And that seeker is going to pick up what you're imparting to them. They're going to feel that doubt that you carry. They're going to feel that faith that you carry. Oh, yes. Because when you begin to speak real faith, and I'm not just talking about saying words because you heard it was good or, you know, another altar worker said it or I said it. And it's just something you can say. No, but I'm talking about there is a faith inside you and you speak to that seeker many times. All of a sudden, tears are streaming down their face. Why? Because they're feeling that faith. They're believing that something is getting ready to happen. You've got to picture that individual receiving the Holy Ghost. In your mind, picture that seeker. Expect them to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you're praying for them, if they don't receive the Holy Ghost, if they don't receive the Holy Ghost, you need to be totally and completely astounded that they did not receive the Holy Ghost. That's how much faith you need to have that it's going to happen right here and right now. This is getting ready to happen for you. And there are some seekers that are not always ready. They haven't repented, maybe, or they don't know how to pray. I was Matter of fact, we were praying with a lady today, and she would not even open her mouth to pray. She wanted prayer. She asked for prayer. Um, she said she had received the Holy Ghost in the past. I, you know, She said she received the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues because I was specific to ask her that. I was hoping to pray her through, but you know what? She wouldn't even open her mouth to pray. Uh, it's kind of hard to receive the Holy Ghost if you won't open your mouth and pray. It's hard to get a breakthrough if you won't open your mouth and pray. So I couldn't make her. So we did our best and left her, and hopefully she'll visit the church and uh, hopefully get her breakthrough and pray back through or pray through for the first time. Many people feel like they've received it and have never really received it. Uh, They've had people tell them, oh, you got the Holy Ghost, and they themselves were never convinced. And I've helped pray with folks, and they've come to me afterwards and said, listen, I was told many years ago at a youth camp, or I was told this and that, that I got the Holy Ghost some years ago, but you know what? I never really was convinced I did, but today I know I got it. I heard myself speak in tongues, but my point to you, brother, sister, is you're going to have to have faith that right here, right now, I don't care if you're standing in somebody's living room, you're standing at the parking lot, in the parking lot of the Walmart, uh, if you're in, 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 in a church service, you went back to someone you felt led to go to. I remember years ago, my pastor standing next to him on the platform. He said, Brother Rodas, I want, you see that couple back there on the right? And, and I knew who he was talking about. They had never been there, but they were reaching out to God. They were just looked like they had never been in the church, but their hands were up and they were seeking God. He said, go back there and lay your hands on them. All right. And um, I did. I walked back there. We began to pray with them. And guess what? They started talking in tongues. They prayed through the Holy Ghost. All right. They were ready. They were repented. 
Sometimes they don't look like they're repented on the outside. But we, we can't see a man's heart. All right. We can't see that heart that may be just bleeding tears and hemorrhaging tears and hemorrhaging sorrow for their sin that they've lived in. And they're wanting to live for God. They want to change. So many times, again, it's not the problem with the seeker. It's the problem with the altar worker. And that's why right now, right now, I'm working on a book. I'm in the editing phase of my ninth book. And it's going to be entitled, How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. And I'm writing this book to individuals like you that want to help seekers. I'm not writing it to the seeker. Uh, I'm writing it to altar workers. I'm writing it to people that want to help people receive the Holy Ghost. And that's why I'm writing this book. Again, I'm putting 40 plus years of study and practice into this. And I believe it's going to be a blessing. If you're interested, you can find it later. It'll probably be finished in August. I'm looking at mid or late August. Uh, Man, I've been hoping for a couple months already to be done with it, but it's just taking time. And that's just, you got to get it right. And that's what I'm working on. I want it to be right. And I want it to be a blessing. And I want it to help thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people across the world uh, receive the Holy Ghost. So, when you have faith in God, when you have faith in God, now I was going to say I cut myself off. You'll be able to find the book later in August or after August of 2022 on Amazon and my website. My website is www.charlesarotis.com. All my books are listed on my website and in Amazon. You can get Kindle, paperback if you're interested. All right, let's go back to faith. So, Having faith in God. There's something about this. Now, if you missed my last broadcast, my last podcast on this subject, um, I I talked about faith as well. Because faith is so imperative. This is probably not going to happen accidentally. And if it seems to happen accidentally, I can assure you, it wasn't you that helped. (laughs) You know, it wasn't you that helped. It was somebody else's faith. Um, and I remember the, the, the night, uh, the night that I received the Holy Ghost, it was March 2nd, 1980. Uh, let me get a little drink here. Pardon me. March 2nd, 1980. I was 17. I'd been praying for the Holy Ghost for a while, but that morning in that morning service, back in those days, we had morning church and evening church. But in that morning service, Pastor Bradley Bullock, my pastor at the time, he's passed away. Great man of God he was. But he said, by the lifting of your hands, who in here is going to get the Holy Ghost tonight? He was looking for some seekers that would have faith enough to lift their hand. You know what I did? I lifted my hand. Man, I wanted the Holy Ghost. And I lifted my hand in faith. And that day I went home and prayed in my room. And I got to church that night. Man, I'm telling you, I wanted the Holy Ghost. And I got in that altar. Oh, hallelujah. And God filled me to overflowing, drunken in the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. As the Spirit of God gave me the utterance, I was drunk. Hallelujah. And I thank God for it. But you know what? At that point, there there just welled up a desire in me to help 
seekers because I had been praying too long. And I felt like that I could have got it earlier, and I know that I could have. And that's why I'm writing this book for altar workers, because I want people to be able to help people and be more efficient, more proficient, more anointed, and know what to do and what not to do. All right, so let's go to number three of three important points for the altar worker. Number three. Now, I kind of covered it in general terms in one and two, but number three is your spirituality. Brother, sister, you've got to seek God. You've got to strive to be a spiritual individual. Now, what I mean by that is you've got to have a walk with God seven days a week. If you make a mistake or you have an argument with somebody or you know, you do something wrong and you know what's wrong. Listen, don't hold on to that for days and weeks and months. You hold on to that and that you trying to sweep that under the rug. You are not being spiritual. You've got to repent and get that right, right away so that you can have the mind of Christ, that this mind, which was in Christ Jesus may dwell in you and that you could be clothed with humility and be used of God. And that's what being spiritual is about. It's about our hearts being right with God. So that, listen, you're on the job and some somebody says, listen, you said something about the Holy Ghost one day and I want to tell you that I've been reading about it. It may just blow your mind. Somebody walks up to you on the job or in the neighborhood or wherever and said, listen, I want the Holy Ghost. Can you tell me how to get it? Well, are you going to say, well, come to church Sunday? Well, you could do that. Or you could pray with them right there. You don't have to have music. You don't have to have be surrounded by people uh, to pray somebody through. There have been people that have received the Holy Ghost all by themselves. And think about the Apostle Paul, which was called Saul. Uh, he received the Holy Ghost. Who was it that was uh, there in the book? of Was it Barnabas, I believe, if I remember right? All right, if I'm wrong, forgive me. Uh, but it was just them too. It was There was no music. You know, there was no altar call. There was no sermon. It was just a man hungry for God and another man that God had spoke to. Go find Saul, okay, and lay your hands upon him, and I'm going to heal him, and I'm going to fill him with the Holy Ghost. That's what God spoke to I believe it was Barnabas, if I'm right. Okay, I haven't read that little passage in a, in a bit. But when you're walking with a spiritual mind, it, it's like a paramedic. One of our brothers in the church is a paramedic <clears throat> in the city of Chicago. You think he would only practice that, that medic duty and all those skills and all that that he knows how to do? Do you think he would only practice that when he's on the job on his you know, staying at the firehouse for two or three days and he's called out to help someone? Or do you think if he was out in the streets and he was shopping and somebody fell down, do you, do you think he would run and call 911? No, he wouldn't call, run and call 911. He would have somebody go call 911 and he would get down on his hands and knees and he would begin to help that individual because he knows what to do. He's a skilled medic. 
All right. <laughs> and when you are an anointed altar worker, you don't need an altar. All right. All you need is a hungry seeker that says, yes, I want this Holy Ghost. What do I need to do? Praise God. So that's it, friend. Uh, three points, three important points for the altar worker. Number one, your own personal prayer life. All right. Faith in God that this is going to happen, that he's going to receive. Number three, living a spiritual life. Let me give you one passage of scripture here, show you how important this is. Acts chapter 8 and uh, verses 14, 15. And when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard this, that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost now listen uh, Samaria had received the word of God but they needed some skilled anointed altar workers alright so guess who they sent they sent two of the apostles evidently Peter and John we're very good about praying somebody through to the Holy Ghost. I'm just, you know, guessing here, but I would believe that was probably the case. They were probably all very anointed with that. So they sent Peter and John. So when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, and they did receive the Holy Ghost there in Samaria. Powerful, powerful. Now, it would be an honor to be called upon at the church or anywhere um, to say, hey, someone needs the Holy Ghost. Can you come and pray with them? Would not, not be an, an honor. Oh, friend, that's an honor. That's an honor. Praise God. Well, again, thank you for being part of this podcast. Everything apostolic we are ministering to the apostolic community and everybody else but we want to be a blessing to the apostolic church because the apostolic church is the only church and we know that and we know the new birth acts 238 and beyond praise god well uh we'd love for you to give us five stars if you feel it's worthy on this podcast and write a review and that would greatly, greatly bless us and help us promote the gospel, promote truth, and promote the apostolic message. When you do that, if you'll do that for me, that will help others find this podcast. Now, if you enjoyed it, wouldn't you like everyone to enjoy it? So again, give it five stars if you can and write a review, a couple, a couple sentences and just bless somebody and encourage somebody to listen to this podcast. Everything apostolic. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you in Jesus' name. And go forth and pray someone through to the Holy Ghost today and tomorrow and beyond. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. 
I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle, my ninth book, and I'm super excited to tell you. And it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have. And the title of the book is How to Help someone receive the Holy Ghost. How to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. I encourage you to go to Amazon, go to Kindle, get a copy, take a look at my new book. And of course, in Amazon, as you may know, you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book. So I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. This is for the altar worker, the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift. It's for the person that has that altar working uh, desire in his heart to, to help, help people be born again of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And if that's you, if you're interested in this subject, well, take a look at the book. I believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh, to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift. All right. In Jesus name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name. If you haven't heard about my book on fasting, it is titled Fasting Secrets Revealed. This is Brother Rodas. Uh, here are a few of many exciting testimonies about my book. Uh, w. Garden says, I've read numerous books on fasting and this one is probably the best. Stephanie B. writes, excellent read and I've read a lot of books on fasting. It was fresh content that really is inspiring. F.C. Warren writes, the last six or seven months I've read probably eight or nine books on fasting. This book is probably one of my favorites on the subject because I feel a spirit of faith and revelation at work in this book. Simple but powerful. This book will ignite a fire in you for fasting. And one more uh, by Vivian F. I purchased this book on fasting and it's the best book I've ever read on the subject. Now, Fasting Secrets Revealed was ranked number one in Amazon Bible study. Fasting Secrets Revealed is, was featured in IBC Perspectives magazine. And Fasting Secrets Revealed is one of the most mentioned books in Apostolic Review in 2020. Now, you can get Fasting Secrets review, uh, Revealed on Amazon or my website. Save a little money on my website, which is www.charlesarotis.com.
Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle, my ninth book, and I'm super excited to tell you. And it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have. And the title of the book is How to Help someone receive the Holy Ghost. How to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. I encourage you to go to Amazon, go to Kindle, get a copy, take a look at my new book. And of course, in Amazon, as you may know, you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book. So I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. This is for the altar worker, the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift. It's for the person that has that altar working uh, desire in his heart to, to help, help people be born again of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And if that's you, if you're interested in this subject, well, take a look at the book. I believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you. And uh, to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift. All right. In Jesus name.